You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season seven, episode twenty-eight. <coughs> I'm your host for tonight, John, and tonight I'm joined by, yep, you've guessed it, John. Hiya John, this is getting a bit of a recurring theme. And all folk will start talking about us, I think. Just the, the two of us, as if it's like we're not letting anyone else on, but uh, it just seems to be being the only ones that are available at the moment. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to the, the regular cast, um, but if anyone who's listening fancies to come on and talk more rubbish and join than I do, feel free. I mean, we could do it with the company. Gets uh, a bit lonely. Uh, Yep, uh, we did it. We did at least get a tweet last week. So our listener did tweet us. He's um, <coughs> now been called the listener. So yeah, cheers for the mention. It's much appreciated. Uh, good to know that there is someone listening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, start off first of all, charity bet, as we always do. So if you want to win for a few weeks. But, drum roll please, our double of Montrose and Stirling Albion came in. So we added £40.62 to the charity pot, which is very nice indeed. And given the stick that um, you've given me for ones that have went down, I'll take full credit for this one this week. Oh, you take full credit, aye? Aye, this week, yeah. Right, okay. I know what it is. I'm in a good mood, so I that's fine. Uh, so we're now at £546.14, which is rather nice. Yeah. Uh, the other bet, did, did he come in? First goal scorer. Darren Smith, I saw in Albion. McDonald scored first, wasn't it? Aye, Peter McDonald, his teammate, yeah. Peter McDonald, just facing Johnson. Yeah. Nah, he's still not in the goals, and he was at Clyde last season. Had a spell as manager for a bit after Barry Ferguson left, so yeah, I didn't realise he was at Stirling Albion. No, I never realised either until just there when you're saying McDonald and then Peter But I. So we'll see if we get that one last week. If we get that one last week, I get something close to seven pound, and February's not even finished. Crazy. We're doing for a grand. Been end of the season. Well, I don't want to check too much because we did well to get to 500 in the last seven or eight weeks. We haven't had anything, so let's just try and get to that 600 and see where we go from there. Aye, but we, there's been a few times where we've gone on a wee run. Mm-hmm. Because between the episodes 17 and about 20, I think we had four ones in a row. That's right. So, and then early in the season, we've had kind of twos as well. Start of season, season three, season, episode three, episode four, uh, episode eight. Mm, well, aye. So, I'll see what happens. Uh, before we could have mentioned the Scottish Cup, obviously, thoughts to uh, Liam Miller's family, um, sad passing. 
Yeah, it's a, a terrible tragedy. Um, yeah, it's the awful disease that is cancer. Um, no, it's a charity that's close to my heart. Um, no, cancer research. Um, so hopefully they'll find a cure one day, but unfortunately it's not coming time for poor Liam Miller. Um, just 36 as well. He's only a year younger than me. And you think about the amount of players that are still playing beyond his age. Um, yeah. And he's no longer with us. It is a terrible shame. I did a little tribute blog. Um, I was quite honest in what I th- how I thought his career panned out because I thought he was a player with huge talent. But I don't think he fulfilled it to what he could have done. I think there was a match of some career choices didn't quite go according to plan. But... Um, I think he had a rotten lot of injury as well. Um, but I'm sure Chris, hopefully he's listening, um, you know, will probably know a bit more than, than I do, being a Celtic fan. And obviously he touched on that the season he broke through was one of his favourite seasons. So Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the one big thing about it as well was how good a higher the goal that he was by people uh, within the football. Yeah. Not anyone can say any kind of, anything negative about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all been good in terms of how he was as a human and not just a footballer I know you obviously wrote a blog one that I read earlier as well that an article that I, I would be all right was Tam McManus's mm-hmm. yeah uh, which kind of summed him up really well kind of said that he wasn't like a kind of an e- his ego wasn't big in terms of being a footballer he just was down to earth normal guy mm-hmm. I think didn't forget where he came from and stuff like that so I think that says as much about that someone as opposed to even what they did as a, a footballer um, so yeah I agree um, yeah there wasn't many it's had a bad word to say about him I know he was booed at one point by Celtic fans but I think they were just upset that he left them so quickly after bursting on the scene but could you blame a boy from get, turning down the once line time opportunity that was Manchester United who I believe was his boyhood team as well so I know it didn't work out for him but no, you couldn't blame him for taking that did reject that kind of move Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to uh, happier news in terms of Scottish Cup, which didn't really see any shocks. I think most people would have probably predicted the, the winners all those games. Yeah, there was no shocks at all. Um, I don't even know if there was a game that came close to it, to be honest. I mean, maybe the closest was Cove Rangers and Falkirk. Cover level and by all accounts were the better team in that first half but they then conceded two silly goals at the start of the second half and the game was done um, but they did well even getting that far in the competition um, I know Falkirk had been struggling in the league but still three leagues above them it was always going to be a difficult task for Cove but they did well yeah, it's our team player as well for Kofi uh, Mitch Megaton. Yeah, yeah. seen 38 goals he scored that season. Yeah. The, the Ronaldo of the Highland League. <laughs> to be fair, maybe he should be the Messi of the Highland League because Ronaldo's having a, a poor season by his standards. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's doing well for himself. I didn't even realise he went down the Highland League last. I'd known he was out in Barton for a bit, but obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah but he's obviously went back back up north but um, no maybe maybe he'll end up coming into the football league next season with Cove who knows I mean because they're obviously top of the Highland League and could easily come up through that playoff just never know but um, yeah he's doing well for himself and good on him 
Yeah, on your other side, obviously Falkirk going through, they've struggled a bit in the league this season. Picked up a wee bit recently, but still going to be a wee bit inconsistent. So that might give them a boost in terms of their fight then. Well, I would say even like to stay up, but if you look at it, if they were to put a run together, then they're actually only eight points behind Fairland. Mm-hmm. In terms of the fourth playoff spot, I think it would be too much to ask. I think their main aim just now will be to, to avoid relegation and then regroup in the summer and uh, put in a push next year to try and get promoted. Yeah, I think that's that's the aim. I mean, that's um, they'll obviously be looking at what St Burn have been doing. And that's what Paul Hart will be looking to do um, is, um, you know, build a team for next, with next season in mind. Um, but maybe I mean, I could, you know, the cup run will help their distractions from the league. I mean, I think they'll be fine in terms of survival because it looks as though Dumbarton are, are falling are falling down the league now, um, and obviously Breakins catching nobody. So I think they'll be fine. But the cup will certainly be. A good thing for them if they can go any further than the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, certainly Hartley started to clear out because um, they are in the month of like so. Lee Miller left. Yeah. He's obviously had two spells at the club. Um, I could a few other kind of players with a bit of experience as well, Balatoni, the likes. Whereas one of the players that came in made a pretty quick impact. Uh, I'm not sure if I pronounce right, but Jakobiak, who got a double. The same time on loan from Watford. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took his goals quite well, and um, they've also still got Sibbled. I'm quite surprised he's still at Falk. I'm surprised nobody bigger took him, but um, they've obviously he's still a big a big player for them, so they've done well to keep hold of him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sorry, the other team talk about. Maybe we'll talk about Morton, seeing as they're in the championship as well. Yeah, pretty convincing win for them, and. From our point of view, um, Frank Ross scored and scored one and set up one and was man of the match. So you see, he's um, making progress. Is obviously the purpose of going to Morton was to get games and, and do well, and he's doing that. And Morton have been playing well the championship this year. They're unbeaten this year in the championships, and now through two rounds of the Scottish Cup. So yeah, happy days for them. Just in case anyone's listening for the first time, obviously you had John say from our perspective, we are Aberdeen fans, both of us. Um, we try not to turn into an Aberdeen podcast but that's what we do give a fair bit of mention to them so uh, if anyone wants to come on and wants to join us then if they're not an Aberdeen fan that would be pretty good and we'll talk about more stuff as well we try and be balanced though don't we well I certainly do yeah, no we do, nah, we do to be fair um, you know, at the end of the day we are balanced and not completely blinkered by by our own club, um, but it, it, it is easy. It is easy to get, you know, get more talking in your own team than it is to others. But we'll try and balance out tonight because we yeah. do have eight ties to go through. But yeah, come back to Morton, easy win, and yeah, they'll be looking forward to the next round going to to Celtic Park. Well, they've won. They've won. They're recently, haven't they? Yeah, twenty thirteen fourteen the League Cup. So ironically, that year they went down. In uh, League One, yeah, which was the season after they almost got promoted to Premier League before Partick Thistle became too strong in the end. So that's weird how football works out. They nearly get promoted to top flight, beat Celtic, and then go down. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you obviously mentioned Frank Ross. Uh, you've got a friend that's a Morton fan reported back. Yeah, he scored. 
an assist, playing well. Still not quite sure about whether he is an actual wide player. Um, but he certainly that's what he's always playing for Morton and seems to be doing pretty well so far, getting games, making an impact. So that's what you want when a player goes out on loan. Yeah. Because ideally he comes back in the summer and he's involved in the first team squad more. Uh, may as well move on to because it links in quite nicely. Um, even before we kind of talk about the game and on the subject of the squad, um, I watched the game yesterday with one of my kind of friends at Saturday fans as well. And I mean, at the moment, we've not got that big a squad, I would say, first team squad. And we reckon that in the summer there's a potential that we could lose about seven first team squad players. Um, obviously, there's two, you know, maybe you think probably, it's, well, one is definitely no. Kenny McLean, because he's got the knowledge. You would expect that Ryan Christie will go back to Celtic. It's whether then maybe we have any chance of signing him at all. Um, we've got Arneson and O'Connor, who are both out of contract. We have the possibility, obviously, clubs been interested in McKenna. Um, Tansy, I, I believe it's been reported, won't be coming back to us. Yeah, that's six. So who's the seventh? I'm now trying to think back. Freddie Woodman? Or are you not counting him? Dan Rogers. Oh, yeah, of course. I expect he would leave. Yeah. Yeah, I would, ex- I would expect that to be the case. But um, at the same point, we've we've got that time to prepare. I'm sure McInnes will be working on that to get replacements in. Um, but we've effectively got one in for a corner and if not both, Anderson and O'Connor, because I don't think O'Connor's staying. Mickey Devlin's come in to replace one of them, if not both. Um, the only worry is if Scott McKenna gets sold. Um, we'll just need to wait and see. Hopefully the bids don't come in in the summer, but likelihood is we'll need to be resisting big championship offers. Yeah, the other players as well, uh, sorry, where there's even more. There's Paul... <coughs> There is Greg Stewart and there's Inquala who are all obviously in mode. Mm-hmm. Not too fast about Ball and um, Stewart. Um, I mean, Stewart's not been consistent enough. Um, Ball, he's not really done much in the time he's been on the pitch. Inquali, I don't know why he wasn't used yesterday in the game because, I mean, we're, we're cruising the game um, and the opportunity was there to just bring him on just to get some game time ahead of bigger games where we might be needed against Hibs, against Celtic, um, Kilmarnock in the next round of the Cup. So I don't yeah, understand that, why McInnes didn't put him on. Yeah, I, I thought it 4-1. It would have been a good time to bring him in Koala. Whether it was just to like, kind of see the game out, maybe bring him on as an attacker, but I got a bit kind of tight on midfield. Uh, or just even maybe as a, a swap for even give McLean a wee rest or something like that. Uh, because we're going to need... Someone to come in <coughs> who's obviously suspended for the games against Hibs and Celtic. Mm-hmm. So, did that point yesterday to, that it's going to be ball that's going to be in? Yeah, possibly could be, which doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence, if I'm being honest. But, um, well, he's probably come on actually. The last game we, uh, there, he came on and we actually looked a better team with him in it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not exactly impressed in many of his appearances for us. He's not had a lot of opportunities, mind you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
one of the big games he was brought in was the League Cup tie against Motherwell and he looked like a fish out of water. Um, in that game he was terrible. He was supposed to be protecting the back four, back four or then back three, but he was totally anonymous. He wasn't the only one, to be fair, but he was a standout in terms of how bad he was that night, if I'm being honest. Um, but, you know, the I don't get why he's quite... I mean, I know he's trying to... He, he's lacking match sharpness, but I don't know why he's not being featured more. You know, McInnes has talked about really big. City have obviously sent him on loan expecting him to get games, and he's hardly featured. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe he will be involved in those two games. Um, because I'm not... I don't know a, a lot about him, but I believe he could maybe be a kind of similar type of player to kind of show you in terms of energy. Maybe give us that kind of dig in midfield that we need, plus also as well, fairly decent going forward. So, But there's, there's the other thing. Sherry was on a booking um, again. And, you know... They should look to take him off to give him a bit of a rest. And I know he didn't get sent off in the end, but you know, just to protect him from a potential suspension for the next round and give him quality's game. So I don't get that. I mean, um, it's probably the only criticism I can think of the team yesterday. Um, other than obviously the last half hour where they just went, um, they, they were totally complacent and you know didn't really play well in the last half hour. But the game was done. No, I thought it was a. Four to um, flattered Dundee United. If I'm being honest, I thought we were in complete control from that from the off in that game. Um, took our goals well. I thought a wee bit lucky with the first one. McKay Stephen hits a ball into the ground, but Rooney's on hand doing what Rooney does best. Um, the um, second one, McKay Stephen takes his, takes a goal very well. Um, and the third one, I thought it was genius by Christie for the turn and end across. McLean gets a good header. And then Mackay Stephen kills it off in the second half. Um, good running shot, although the goalkeeper should be doing better. Um, but I thought Dundee United didn't really offer that much. I thought yeah. it was one we controlled, if I'm being brutal honest. I never felt any point that we were under any threat. Even when United got back to 2-1 and then 4-2, I still felt that we were comfortable in the game. We could have stepped up at any point. Yeah, I think the thing that struck me is the pressure <coughs> put Dundee United under when they were in possession. They were, we were pressing them really high up, so the, the goal, the first goal, a bit of pressure from Shinny, ended up being at Mackay Stephen, okay, the scuff has got a dented shot, but. Or. And then. You had uh, Mackay Stephen won as well, good pressure from Christie, and then McGinn managed to kind of get a tackle and then set up Mackay Stephen, who were pressing really well, which I like to see. Um, Makes you think again sometimes in the bigger games why we're not as effective pressing. Um, but yeah, very good game. Mackay Stephen again, impressive. We talked about maybe kind of mid kind of December, speaking about the attacking players in terms of what they had done for us. At that point, he'd only scored once and he had one assist. He's now up to in all conferences eight goals and five assists. He scored something, I think it's six goals in his last seven appearances at Hodgson. Mm-hmm. So he's certainly that game against Hibs has certainly kind of given him a big boost in terms of confidence. He's kept on from that. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me now he is going to be the one that's going to get a regular run of games, which I'm glad about because he is a player. I would rather he's getting the opportunities than Greg Stewart, who just frankly has been disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, McKenzie's come back. Probably Stephen better than what he was before. 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's certainly a fair point. But Mackay Steven, certainly since the Hibs game, um, he's you no know, just really kicked on. He's um, he's a confidence player. Always has always has been Gary Mackay Steven. But um, you know that game certainly given him confidence he needed to um, prove that he why we paid money to get him. And yeah, he's not looked back ever since. And um, you know, his performance in the Scottish Cup have been good. Goal, a terrific goal against St Mirren, goal around last round, and now two against his former club. Um, yeah, he's, he's, and he's playing with a smile on his face as well. I think that tells you the, the confidence in him. Um, I think McGinn coming back certainly helped as well. You've got a nice balance there, because Christie's now playing his preferred position just off yeah. the front. McGinn and no, McKay's even playing either side. In fact, there's even been times where Christie's moved out and McGinn's been in the centre, which has looked pretty good. Because um, I've got a funny feeling McGinn might play there next season when Christie goes back to his club. Could maybe. I think in terms of what McGinn brings as well is <coughs> intelligence <coughs> as well in the field. In yeah. terms of carrying for that one of players, like whether he comes over to the left, whether he goes to the middle. You see that a lot when obviously Hayes was there. Quite often you would end up Hayes and McGinn would be almost tag team with fullbacks um, mm-hmm. the way they play together. So it's good to see that kind of movement to you know those players. Rooney's obviously getting the benefit of it. Yeah, I thought Rooney it was one of the most physical performances I've seen Rooney put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Dundee like the centre defence is pretty soft, I think. Dundee never impressed me when they were in the Premier ship. Mm-hmm. Um, thought he was a really poor player, but yeah, brave for his goal that he got. And well, that's him up to 11 goals as well. Yeah, and considering he's. He's not been a regular until now. You know, it's pretty good going. It shows what that Adam Ray still has a big contribution to make at Aberdeen. A lot of people say he doesn't offer much um, other than scoring goals, but it's the most important thing about a footballer uh, about football is scoring goals, and he's proven time and time again he's prolific. Um, and he's also benefiting from the fact that May still hasn't fully recovered from the tackle by Ryan Jack. Um, it's quite worrying actually, because that's nearly two months on and. He's not been on the bench the last few weeks. I thought he'd have recovered by now, but we don't know. Yeah, I think he was in. The, I think he was named initially in the squad for mm. yesterday. Um, and yeah, not stripped. That might, in a way, help him that he's had that weird rest because now he's going to have to try and get his way back into the team, which mm. might help. Yeah. But yeah, if, if Rooney keeps on scoring, then it's then diff- very difficult to leave him out. Mm. Um, the other thing as well, since Kane McLean confirmed he was signing for Norwich, he can't stop scoring. Yeah, he's just showing what we're going to miss. And I think because he knows his future's been sorted, it's almost given him that freedom, taking the weight off his shoulders. Although, personally, I think he had started improving after he said that he was going to leave us. Um, whereas at the start of the season, he wasn't very good. Um, but so probably since about October, I think he's been playing better. But certainly since the Norwich deal and then confirmed that he's staying with us until the end of the season I think that's certainly um, up to his performances since then he's just been playing a bit more freedom and he's been in terrific form and it's going to be very very difficult for us to replace him I know a lot of Aberdeen fans don't really rate Kenny McLean um, but I, you know, I think he's one of these players that when he goes you will see um, how much he's missed because um, you know, a lot of Aberdeen fans don't admit it but um, that's the same with Ryan Jack We've not had that composure in the middle of part since he's left. Yeah, I'm just, I don't think we, I don't actually don't think we missed Ryan Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think McLean will be a bigger loss, certainly. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, without an absolute doubt. But hopefully, um, the scouting network will unearth a wee gem to come and replace him. It, it, 
Yeah, my, I mean, looking at you look at McLean in terms of his game, we're certainly going to miss his passing ability with that, the way he can always wants the ball. It might, though, end up leading to a different way of playing because we might end up maybe signing a, a midfielder that's more defensively minded, which then maybe frees up Shinny a bit more. Mm-hmm. Could do. Go forward. It depends as well on what happens in terms of, obviously, the whole Christie thing, whether there's any chance we could possibly sign him. Well, do you know, see when you look back at St. Johnson, sorry John, um, when you look back at uh, St. Johnson, uh, Stevie may played off sta- uh, Stephen McLean, yeah. um, you know, so that could be something worse because I don't know if Stephen May looks comfortable playing as a lone striker. Yeah, I think so as well. My friend and me were speaking exactly the same yesterday, um, saying that he's more he's more natural as a kind of second striker. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's harder then for defenders to pick, pick him up as well. Mm-hmm. Earlier on in the season, I could have mentioned the fact that. I think he's too keen to kind of go into wide areas and stuff like that. Whereas when he's a lone striker, he can't really be doing that as much. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you just look at the goal that he scored against um, us in that semi-final four years ago. Um, he, he, he moved to the left-hand side and then comes in and gets his shot away. Um, so I think he plays better when he's got a bit more freedom. And you don't get that freedom as a lone striker. You've got to be in and around the box. Yeah. But, um, so maybe his injuries be a wee bit fortunate from our point of view because Rooney will stay there um, but there's still a big future for Stevie May we just need to find a, a form that works to get the best at him and I think maybe as you say a new way of playing next season could be the way to go but there's still a lot to achieve this season you know I'm desperate to see your hands in that cup at the end of the season and it's good to hear that McInnes is saying that he'll be disappointed if we don't win it yes <coughs> plus as well you'll have to like if all these players are going We'd be foolish to write off Kilmarnock um, and you know, I just I'd, I'd like to see um, if Steve Clark gets off the Scotland job between now and then, see what he does. But um, all kidding aside, I think it's going to be a tough game. They're much more drilled, um, you know, very difficult to beat. Um, played with a wee bit more freedom on Saturday because obviously it was broader Rangers, no disrespect, but you know, they knew it was going to be comfortable and they made it. Uh, they made it so. Um, and yeah, Boyd's. Back to his um, natural best, you know, he's on 14 for the season. I think before Clark came in, he only scored like two or three. So it yeah. shows the impact that he's made. Um, and Boyd's not been as mouthy with the media since either, so I think Clark's had a word with him too. Yes, just having a bit of banter with the fans. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, you know, it's good to see that, you know, there's not enough professionals to do that. Um, but to be fair to Boyd, he's he takes it well and he gives it back as good as he gets so no fair play to him um, uh, yeah it was a comfortable one the, the goal of the game Eamon Brophy yes who again under Clark is 
looked a right good player. I think he, when he first came through at Howard, he was regarded as being a prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's improved massively this season. Oh yeah, definitely. I think again, you go to that that freedom that he's got. He's almost got that ro- um, room to roam because um, he knows that Boyd will just stay where he, he wants in the the width of the 18 yard box. It gives uh, Bro that bit of freedom to go and create and score goals. He's really playing well. He actually came off the bench at the weekend. They, they made a few changes and gave like a Kilty a, a, a rare start and players like that came in. Um, Kilty's been injured. Yeah, um, exactly. He's a year out. So, but yeah, he's an asset to the, the team. I remember at one point, uh, Aberdeen made one with Kelty before he signed his last contract <coughs> as well. He's certainly a player of talent. Yeah, that's right. I think we were in, in for Craig Slater as well, but he went to Colchester. But he played for United at the weekend against us and made me realise that yeah, I'm glad we didn't sign him after all because um, he didn't look particularly impressive. But, but yeah, come on up. That will be a tough last um, quarter-final tie. And I see Clarks came out saying that he hopes that it's, a, um, it's not a stupid kick-off because obviously there's going to be three cup ties picked for, for TV. Yes. And... I think the Old Firm related games will probably be the two that I picked and it's one of Muddle Hearts and us and Kilmarnock so hopefully ours isn't picked from that point of view because it's difficult for Kilmarnock to bring a decent support at the best of times and they'll want to bring more because it is a cup tie and they'll fancy a chance of getting through and it will be effective if it's like on BBC at half past 12 on a Sunday Yeah, exactly. well, the sensible thing right, would be the fact that the Rangers games and Celtic games you would expect are both to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Now, Celtic are playing Bolton, which is fairly local to each other, not massive distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers and Falkirk, again, trouble-wise, fairly alright, I would say. Aberdeen Kilmarnock, not good in terms of travel. So the sensible thing would be for it to be on a Saturday at a decent time. Cause transport's far better on a Saturday than what it is on a Sunday. But we know uh, just be a case of what TV TV decides. Yeah, that's the thing because I think two of the games will be in the Sunday and one will be the Saturday lunch time. Um, in an ideal world, ours wouldn't be picked, and then there's a chance of a better crowd. Um, but um, I think ours will be picked because of how well Kilmarnock are doing and because it's us as well. And then you're looking at Motherwell Hearts being the one that misses out. Um, although then again they didn't pick Celtic versus Brickenell in the competition so they might say the same for this Celtic in modern time you never know um, but we'll wait and see we'll find out this week I'm sure well I looked at fixtures the fixtures down south to see what was on that weekend now if they want to try and get the Sky want to get the best viewing figures on Sunday the 4 o'clock kickoff is Man City against Chelsea I don't know if they'll go one or a half four kickoff on a Sunday in the Scottish Cup I would think not but you never know mm-hmm. uh, there's only four games so I, I would expect maybe two in the Saturday two in the Sunday mm-hmm. game once yeah aye there'll be, there'll be a, a lunchtime Saturday game there'll be the three o'clock that's not in the telly and there's two Sunday games now last season Sky took the lunchtime on both days and BBC took our game with Partick at three o'clock on the Sunday that sort of thing might happen again um, we don't know because obviously Sky had both Sunday games the last two rounds yeah <coughs> I thought there was going to be I want to go uh, 
mm-hmm. but it's a case of sorting out whether it's going to be an overnight or whether it's just going up and down on the day type thing. Yeah. So. If it had been at Rugby Park, I'd have certainly gone along, but it's difficult for me to get to Pitodry this round. But we'll, yeah, so I'll just need to wait for the semi final. But I'll try and get a couple of league games in before then as well, if we get through. Yeah, my son managed to actually get to the game yesterday because um, the schools were off last week, so he was there. Uh, the wife married, went to her first game as well. Oh, um, and before the game, they went early enough and he managed to beat some players. So you got the sport was taken with like a shitty. Considine, Kai Steven, Reynolds, Maynard, quite a few, so he was happy about that. Fabulous. What's that? Fab? Aye. Fab's a little bit jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Aye. He, he was pretty, aye, he was pleased. Mm-hmm. Aye, good stuff. Um, just to round up some of the other games, I mean, um, it looked as, you know, at one point Rangers looked as though they were in a, a bit of a struggle. You know, um, two of the fun, uh, funniest moments you would see in a game with the goalkeeping blooper and the incredible miss. Yes, Alfredo Van Morelos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, I don't know if it was worse than Van Vossen's, but it was a real bad one. Um, and I don't know what Fodringham was doing for the pass back at the goal. Um but I thought 6-1 flattered Rangers. Um, it was a tight game until, what, 62 minutes when Cummins scored that brilliant flick. And then after that, Ayr just yeah. completely tired because they'd put so much in the game and Rangers obviously had the legs going forward and just destroyed them after that, showed their class. Um, but no, Ayr would have been pleased with what Aye, they gave for that first 62 yeah. minutes. Rangers have been creating plenty of chances, mind you. Before they scored. Yeah. I don't know if Air offered a lot of parts and not maybe their goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was always going to be um, whatever Air got out of the game as a bonus. And um, but now nah, they've done well to to be this um, this position, and nah, they 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 just need to focus on promotion now. Um, I think Fordring wasn't the only goalkeeper that made a a goalkeeping blunder. I think. Um, Elliot Parrish um, at Dundee certainly sold the first one. Um, terrible mistake. He should have held the shot. It just allowed to allowed that to score past him. And then the second one. I don't know why that um, they gave that a Curtis main goal when he never touches the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was initial credit. It was clearly a no goal. But again, Parrish didn't cover himself in glory coming out when he didn't need to. Think main slightly pushed Paul. No. No, no. I think Kevin Holt should be doing better there. And plus, uh, um, well, maybe I'm being a wee bit harsh on Holt because he's just trying to head the ball back to the goalkeeper. Um, and I don't think the contact by Main um, had any effect on that. I just think that was poor judgment by the goalkeeper coming out when he didn't need to. Um, so you could say Dundee's hopes were perished um, with those mistakes. You could die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it again. It's fairly disappointing. <coughs> the back of the, the lost party of the Ross County Link. So they're starting to look like they're struggling again, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's why they've went out in St. Stephen Colca, which was all right. Um, I, re- I raised and signed in that one. 
Um, nobody saw that coming. Um, 18 month deal. I know he's not fit just now, but surely with fitness he'll show that he's a good defender. Yeah, he's had some off the field problems. Um, mm-hmm. I believe has contributed as well to him not playing. So, say he has <coughs> said that Neil McCann made him feel wanted and in terms of just saying come up enjoy your football and see what happens so mm-hmm. yeah the surprise is I've a contract as well you can maybe understand maybe a deal to the end of the season but yeah he's signed an 18 month deal if he can return back to anywhere there the form that he showed when he was um, well I think probably before he went to Liverpool mm-hmm. done yeah done DFA right but it has, it's interesting because he McCann it's not the first one McCann's managed to get it was quite good the boy they got from Spain as well um, Orton Arts dead or how you pronounce it as well I would say that was a bit of a coup mm-hmm. um, like Spain so yeah well McCann does have contacts down south um, from his time as a player at Southampton so he's also using that to his advantage but he would need to get Colker in that team quickly because you know obviously there's a void since Jack Henry's left and um, Darnody has been dreadful this season um, and Waddle's been okay, but he needs a solid partner behind um, beside him, and Odie's not been that this season. So maybe Colker will be able to come in and and do that and add a bit of class to defence. And he could be the difference in Dundee staying up and ending up in the playoffs, depending on how quickly he gets himself fit. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they've tried that a lot of different options at centre back this season. Uh, obviously, the young boy Waddle did as well. They're going to have Colker now. There was Henry before he went to Celtic. There's been a few others as well. I think the I think he's played at centre back as well times or day. So there's they're just trying to find the right combinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll be but struggling in front of goal as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe what they're probably thinking is now if they can get a few runs of clean sheets together, it'll build confidence in the team. Um, you know, because. They need to do something to get themselves out of the rut that they're in and be interested to see how Cocker does. But uh, on the other side, Muddle, another decent cup run and another quarter final. Um, good solid away victory. Um, and they've started 2018 in pretty decent form. I think they've all had the one defeat. So, yeah, they'll be confident getting into the, the quarter finals, although it will be a difficult win um, against a, a flying heart side to. Probably get the goal of the weekend with um, Mitchell. Yeah. Aye, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. A class act. Yeah, he's a terrific player. You know, you can see in his debut um, against Hibs that the boy looks a player and um, certainly great going forward. And I think Hart's new formation, this three-five-two, certainly plays to his strengths because he can just go, he can just bomb forward at any opportunity. Um, as I think he started as a left winger, they said. Um, yeah, you, uh, you said that before. Yeah, and Kyle Lafferty, another two goals. Um, yeah, I think he was linked with that deadline day move, but that never materialised. And again, he could be key to them um, to now and end of the season because he's a he is a good striker when he's on form at this level. Yeah, I think it's good bad to the Mitchell goal as well. It wasn't even just his strike, it was the move as well. It started yeah. out of the pitch as well. Uh-huh. Uh, McDonald where kind of tackle and then Jim just for the right pass at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lafferty's goal as well, nice bit of play. 
and I changed it by Smith. Mm-hmm. Good finish. So, yeah. uh, he's just uh, it's St John's star. They are starting to struggle for that quite a bit now. I th- no things I think is changing either. I think they're in big trouble. Um, I think I think Stephen Thompson kept touching on the lack of goals, the lack of creativity. Um, they've obviously lost a lot since Swanson went out of the team last season and they had a howler in at the start of the season but he went off the well after a good start and he's obviously now back at Rangers um, O'Halloran's still their top goal scorer with five along with one other I think the other, other is McLean whose best days are well behind him um, I have real fear for St Johnson now I think they could very easily be sucked into this because when you're in that downward spiral it's difficult to get out of it and they need to they've not won at home since September and at the other end, defensively, they've at times been looking shaky. Yeah, I mean, they, they're the lowest scorers in the league as well. The Things aren't getting easier as well. We've got news as well today that Stephen Scoogle's going to miss the rest of the season. They've got Celtic at the weekend. They've got Rangers coming up soon as well. Can I what? And yeah, you've mentioned their home record, okay, they've got three games, three of them, four at home, they'd almost rather be playing away just now. I think when you are struggling, it's probably harder to play at home, because the fan, there's going to be more fans to get on your back and stuff like that, which becomes difficult, whereas maybe away from home, we have more freedom there, or it suits them better, because they're not a team that's naturally going to attack you, they're probably going to sit in more and then try and maybe kind of win 1-0 here and there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, very, very kind of difficult for them, I had, I think. Yeah, definitely. And you look at some of the other teams, I mean, like Partick have got goals in them with Lights of Doolan and, and, and Connor Sam and Miles Story. Um, you look at uh, Ross County, look as though with Lights Alex Shout that they could potentially get out of that. They had that confidence boosting win at the weekend. Um, Hamilton, Lights of David Templeton can make the difference. Um, St Johnson don't really have that player just now. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, they need to get that next win soon because I remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we were talking about Hibs just need one win, just need one win. It never came. Next day, they ended up in the playoff and went and went down. So yeah. that could very easily happen, St. Johnson. I wouldn't be surprised if it did on the run they're on. But on the, on the flip side, though, they're only six points off <coughs> uh, sixth place. So it just needs maybe a, a win to get them going, and then maybe they can go around because they have shown obviously. In prior seasons, they are capable of it. So, yeah. but yes, people just getting that one, that win on the fight there, that's will hurdle, and then that'll get them going. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. The other game I don't think we've covered yet is Celtic and Partick. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was a weird game. I watched that. Um, Partick started atrociously, gave themselves a mountain to climb um, after nine minutes, going two down. Um, Losing two soft, especially the first one. No, terrible pass by Adam Barton and just leads to a calamity after that. And then for the they gave the ball away. I think it was Adam Barton in the middle of the part that gave it. Oh no, sorry, Adam Barton gave a, a pass that was ill advised and they lost position from there. Um, but either or whether it was Barton or whether it was Cargill, it was a catastrophic start. And you feared at that point if it was going to be. Um, how many to sell it but then Simunovic I don't know what the hell he was playing at uh, with a back pass nice yeah, finish 
Aye. And that's going to worry Celtic, you know, because um, he was at fault for the second goal as well with a bad pass and then he didn't get back in Connor Sam quick enough. And that's a big worry for Celtic going into this game against St. Petersburg, having um, Sumanovic in defence. Um, it's who's he going to be partnered with? Boyata yeah, is injured. Chris Fire still has been alright, but he's quite young. Um, and the other option is Jack Henry, who's only played one game, and that was the defeat at Kelly. Um, but on the flip side, James Forrest um, continued a, a terrific season with a nice little hat trick. And they did enough to get over yeah. the line then. What's that? And they did enough to get um, in the end to get through. Aye. But Partey didn't make it easier for us, though, in terms of defending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he has been well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye. He said his longest uh, run without injury, which has been the key as well. Um, he's playing with a lot more confidence. And, um, and good from a Scotland point of view, because you need to see our. Um, players like that do well on a consistent basis and uh, he'll be a key player on Thursday but I think they need to sort something out defensively between now and then Yeah the one thing that they might have got is Zenit not in a bit of a break just now Yeah Not playing for those of that might be a leveller but I at least they're playing just now they're not as free flowing as what they have been um, obviously they've got injuries That's the thing, I'm, a blog will come out this week just ahead of that game. Celtic just announced record profits and they're sitting with, well, they've openly said they've got 30 million sitting in, the bank, sitting in the bank. I don't know why they haven't gone out and pushed the boy out for a, a better defender than what they brought in. They brought in that boy Comper who is 32-33, can't actually play in Europe this season. Um, and then they've brought in Hendry, who's got a lot of potential, but you know, they needed someone better I'm not saying Celtic should have went and spent all that thirty million on a defender, but they could have got someone for surely four or five million. Well, the other thing is well, they brought the Son down on loan mm-hmm. as an attacking player, whereas they've got a fair amount of attacking midfielders. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would have been kind of better off focusing on getting a maybe a, prom- a promising centre back on loan from down south or whatever else. Yeah, I can see why they brought Mason down because I'm thinking about next season, the Champions League, and the fact that Patrick Roberts will go back to to Man City as well. Um, so I can see the logic in that. But you're right; they should have brought in someone at least, you know, with next season in mind as a centre back. Because obviously the Champions League campaign starts in June. That's presuming they still finish first. Um, though I'd love to see us overhaul that eight point disadvantage we've got at the moment. Yeah. Aye, I think it'll be a tough ask for them to, to beat Zenit. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, I can't say I'd be overly bored if they go out, if they go out. Were you surprised that they kept telling to go back to the kind of game that Salmon never started for Tazzle? I was a wee bit, actually, because um, he's been in, in great form um, in recent weeks after a poor start to the season. Um, the part it, but yeah, it was a bit strange. But then I suppose Dylan could say he justified himself that selection by scoring. Yeah. But he didn't really do much other than that one goal that, let's be honest, came virtue of a, a Shumanovic uh, mistake. Yeah, I just think the form that Salmon had been in, and the fact that we went Celtic's defence too strong against kind of strong players up front, mm-hmm. I was surprised he never started. But yeah, they weren't far off getting an equaliser at the end as well. 
Yeah, I must say with that. Yeah, that was a great challenge. Um, you know, he did more than enough to put Edwards off there because if Tina's not there, Edwards scores that and it goes to replay. Um, but no, great defending. Aye, you were right there about the defend the the pass back. I was thinking the one earlier whereby Cargo had given it away to Brown, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think you are maybe right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that us covered all the cup games then? I believe it is, yeah. So, aye, we obviously talked about the game on Thursday. There's a game tomorrow night in the league. Mm. Clark and Dundee. Yeah, rearranged game. Um I would because I don't think Colker's ready to play in that game. I would expect Kelly to win, and what would that make it seven home wins in a row if they managed to get that? Which, to come to think of it, um, you think back two or three months, you'd have said Coman it would have been better playing away from home. Yeah, <laughs> well, that'll be seven, aye, seven home run wins plus what they've only lost once away in the league since he took over, and that was against us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and if Coman do win. Then that would be the well, depending on what the score was, they'd possibly go ahead a mother well at the sixth, but they've still got a couple of games in hand as well, even after tournament. Yeah, uh, they've still got Hamilton to play in one of them as well, and I think St Johnson might be one that they're playing. That's two sides you'd find something to take victories against, but and I find something to win tomorrow as well. Yeah, uh, move on to predictions then for the weekend. Unless there's anything else you want to go over before we, we do that. Nah, there's nothing else, um, and there's nothing worth talking about with Scotland this time, so we'll just move on. Oh, yeah, aye. Let's, we're in a good mood here. Let's know what. So, Saturday we've got four fixtures, Sunday we've got two. The early kickoff on Saturday is actually Ross County against Hearts. So, Ross County are 85-40, to 40. the draw is 12-5, to 5, and Hearts are 23-20. to 20. Um, I actually think Hearts will drop points in this one. I'm going to go 1-1. You want to go 1-1? I am going to go for 1-0 to Hearts. Uh, Thistle against Dundee. So big game there in terms of them. Struggling at the bottom. Thistle 65, the draw 23-10. Dundee 85-40. to I'm going Desmond, 2-0. I'm going to go with a repeat scoreline from this fixture in the season. 2-1 Partick Thistle. 2-1 Partick Thistle. Uh, Motherwell versus Kilmarnock. So Motherwell sits to 4, the draw 11-5. Kilmarnock 7-4. Both teams had a good start to 2018. So the draw might be good there, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, I'm gonna think a draw. Um Aye, I'll go one all as well. And then last up, Hibs against Aberdeen. Um Hibs thirty one to twenty, the draw is eleven to five, Aberdeen seventeen to ten. Now Aberdeen has scored at least three goals in the last three matches. So, so it could be a high scoring game and obviously if we look at the last match between these two. There was plenty of goals. 
tough one because hips have been a wee bit better the last kind of couple of weeks or so I'm uh, going to go 4-2-1 Aberdeen. Um, I'm going to go in the fence with this one. I'm going to go with a 1-1. 1-1. And then Sunday we have Hamilton against Rangers. Hamilton are 11-2. Draw is 17-5. And Rangers are 4-9. Um, I can't say anything other than a way victory. I know Hamilton beat them at Ibrooks, but a lot's happened since then. Hamilton have lost a lot of players since then. Rangers have brought in some better quality, certainly going forward. I think Rangers will win this quite comfortably. I'm going to go 4 1 Rangers. You're going 4 1. Uh, I'm going for 2 0 Rangers. And then last up, Celtic against St Johnston. Celtic 2 11. The draw is 11 2, and St Johnston are 12 1. I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic. I'm going to add two goals to that. 5-0 Celtic. Right, so... Do we want to put Motherwell Kowarik to draw, or do we want to put maybe Motherwell Kowarik both teams to score? Um, The latter sounds good. Um, What's that market? Both teams to score 90 minutes. Um, twenty to twenty-three. That the odds are. Yes, yeah, I think that would be decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be happy and to. And then to uh, Um. I fancy a gamble with St Myrna at 13-10 away to Livingston possibly could be, maybe because could I be looked a, at some of the other games I mean there's a lot of easier games like Peter Heads at home to Berry that's 1-4 it's no real worth touching Clyde at home to Ken with 4-7 the other one I was looking at was Montrose at Elgin as a possibility Montrose are 23-20 which is pretty good odds for for them so maybe could be an option you've got Stirling Albion at home to Arran 19-20 well if we went with the Motherwell Two teams to score the St. Mun and the an Elgin. Sorry, Montrose at Elgin. You're coming away with 92.45, which is an 82.45 profit. Do we prefer to take Montrose or do we take Stirling Albion at home? What are Stirling Albion? Stirling Albion are 19 to 20. That's eighty-three, eighty-five, seventy-three, eighty-five profit. Yeah, let's go with that. 
over that. Yeah. So goes. Uh, mind you, right, I've checked a wee bit of form here though. The only thing that would maybe slightly go against Stirling Albion is that in the last six home games they've won three, lost three. Montrose though, in the last six away games, have won five, drawn one. So actually, let's go with Montrose. Yeah, I thought I'd check a wee bit of form. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a better shout. So that was the original, was it 90? Odd pints. Yeah, 1945. So that was 13 to 10 St. Man, 20 to 23 was the muddle, both teams to score, and 23 to 20 was uh, Montrose winning at Elgin, is that right? Cover that. Yeah. Maybe they pick a first goal scorer. Rory McAllister. Rory McAllister. Yeah. Peter Head yeah. at home to Berwick. Yeah, that's cover that. That's fine. Odds will follow on Friday for that. So I think we've managed to cover the week in Scottish football pretty much. Unless there's anything else you can think of? No, not really. Um, although I will mention just quickly because it's, it's Valentine's Day week. Um, this um, Valentine's Day 10 years ago, Aberdeen played Bayern Munich in the Old UEFA Cup. Which was a good wee road trip up to Petorja that day. Um, we were unlucky not to win that first leg. We won't talk about the second leg because obviously Bayern battered us. But um, yeah. yeah, it was a good night that. And um, Two Lonies scored the goals that night. Name them. Walker. Yep. Aluko. Uh, yep, he was still technically on loan at the time. Yeah. Uh, contrasting fortunes for those two players as well. <laughs> yeah, because I think Walker's still playing in Scottish football, but with Edinburgh City, whereas a local went for seven and a half million to Redden. Yeah, and Walker was very highly thought of when he came to us on one. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I think he was maybe even as far as up to England, the under 20 level, mm-hmm. possibly even the captain under 20 level, so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But. Um, what a campaign that was. I know, that was tremendous. Um, it's it's going to take a lot for us to beat those levels again because you need to win four qualifying rounds just to get into the group stages. Yeah. But we always dream. Aye, just the season. Aye. that. So, uh, another positive podcast, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but just any time there's nothing coming out from the SFA, it's all good. <laughs> I, we never even set aside any referees, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange. Good though. Yeah. So. Yeah. I keep our listeners informed um, when we're not moaning about Scotland and other things. So yeah, it's been quite good and. More Aberdeen keep winning, that'll obviously make it, make things better from our point of view, make it positive. But um, just getting back to what we said at the start of the show, um, anyone else who wants to come on and add their opinions, feel free to just um, drop a message to the podcast, at SFF Podcast. And um, yeah, we'll consider it. <laughs> yeah, if you're not wanting to come on about 
just said as a tweet, give us a shout. Yeah, I've spoken to people in the past about kind of coming on the podcast, and some of them have said they wouldn't feel comfortable in terms of maybe folk knowing who they are. Just, you could even just say you are someone else. Give yourself another name. All right. Our names are John, like the two of us, but you could give yourself a, another name if you want. Mm-hmm. But, that's all right. It's actually not too bad. Yeah. Right, definitely. But to our regulars as well, Chris, Craig and Hamish, um, we'd like you to come back at some point as well. I know he's a busy bit trying to free up a time one week and nice to catch up. Yes. Definitely. And you, you don't even... Yeah, it's not as I fear that knowledge book, so... You know, you only just a, a bit of general knowledge about Scottish people to come on. Mm-hmm. So, but I, please. <laughs> Aye. back on Yeah, do you know, I did message him this morning, but I, I wasn't at work today, uh, mum and holiday this week, and, but he never came back to me. Obviously didn't check his uh, messenger, so, yeah. If I'm in next week at work, I'll ask him again if he wants to come on. Yeah. I oh, I because it was your birthday one the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was Friday. Yep. Yeah. Friday. Mhm. Good, good time. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Right. Just another day. Did you have a you were late? Did you have a overnight? I was overnight on Saturday, but I don't want to talk about that too much in the podcast. <laughs> Alright, okay. <laughs> I think the listeners want to listen to, uh, to that too much, so I'll say no more. Right, no worries. Right, just John. <laughs> Cheers, thanks. <laughs>